0: Are the market brands giving you major FOMO? Are you desperate to turn that 10,000 to 10 lakhs and then take that much-needed trip to Vegas? Are you still confused over which stock to buy first?
1: Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Money Mantra where we talk about some golden rules to get that multi-bagger into your portfolio.
0: Money. Money Mantra
1: boss paisa hai, sab kuch hai.
0: The recent bull run has definitely hyped up people to get that money out of their cupboards. And that actually makes me happy for the Indian markets because majority of the people are still very conservative about their money.
1: I cannot relate more. Even my own parents believe that the best way to invest is to stash our money into FDs, insurance, post office schemes. I mean, why is it so hard to see the massive difference in returns?
0: I know right? But at the same time, their concerns are valid because stock markets have always been labeled as legal casinos and that's actually true if you make uninformed decisions.
1: Um, I would partially agree, but if you have the knowledge, equity investments actually have the power to offer the most returns and can even outshine the famed mutual funds.
0: So as a total beginner, my first step would be to open a DMAT account, right?
1: Yup. And then you would have to decide how active you would want to be in picking and selecting stocks. That is actually really important to get things into perspective.
0: You actually make a really strong point there. Because I feel like a lot of people confuse investing with trading. There are different ways to approach the stock market and trading and investing are two wholly different ways.
1: I'm not saying that trading is for losers, but the reality is that it can take time for a company's business strategy to pan out.
0: In investing, there's also a lot of psychological factors involved. I mean, I was reading The Psychology of Money recently, an amazing book by the way, and I learned that it takes a lot of patience to stick to your investments.
1: True, I personally believe that that's the hardest part of investing. But tell me one thing, how do you go about picking your stocks?
0: Um, Some people may prefer to select their own stocks, we'll dive into that later, but I see no harm in riding with robo-investors for a start.
1: Yup, almost all brokerage firms provide this service. This is actually a good way to get recommendations based on the methods of finance.
0: Choosing the right brokerage firm is also a tough cookie to crack. Gauging the brokers based on prices, investment choices, capital analysis and other tools becomes imperative.
1: A hundred percent. By the way, you pick your own stocks, right? So tell me, are you more of a fundamentals or a technical trader?
0: Well, for me, it depends on the time frame of my investments. Considering that we're focusing on long term investments here, I believe that sticking to fundamentals is the best.
1: That makes sense. And for the listeners getting infused by our jargon, fundamental analysis basically involves examining a company's business model, including supply and demand for its products and how it's positioned relative to its competitors.
0: Let me explain technical analysis. So it's basically spotting patterns in how stocks behave. It's based on the premise that the stock price movements can be used to predict future prices.
1: Technicals don't really make sense in the long term, though they can be really useful for determining the entry and exit points for your investments.
0: Agreed. Now let's not bore our listeners and jump right into the actual stuff. Due Diligence
1: you make it sound as if that's not going to be more boring. Well, why don't you begin then, money mantras Warren?
0: <laughs> so, basically, due diligence is the investigation of a potential investment. Now, the ways of investigation are dynamic and change over time. They also heavily depend on the investor's risk appetite and personal preferences.
1: I would like to add here that the first thing to pay attention to is company capitalization. For example, large-cap companies usually tend to have more stable revenue streams and less volatility, whereas mid-cap and small-cap companies are more volatile and have fluctuating revenues.
0: The second major thing is revenue and margin trends. Net profit ratio, price-to-earnings ratio, and price-to-sales ratio are some of the ratios that help you ascertain this.
1: One thing I like to research about all of my potential investments is about the competitors and industry. For example, IT companies usually have lower debt whereas companies with heavy machinery requirements like automotive usually have higher debt components in their balance sheets.
0: And then comes the most important part, reviewing the price earnings to growth ratio for both the company you're researching as well as its competitors. Now I usually examine a few years worth of figures to make sure that the most recent figures are normalized.
1: That's actually really smart, I must tell that. Along with the PE ratio, I also like to have a look at the price to book ratio and price to sales ratio for the company I'm researching and its competitors.
0: As part of performing due diligence on a stock, I take a look at the company's management and ownership to see if the company is run by the founders or managers, the experience the management has, and most importantly, what amount of shares do they own.
1: I personally consider high ownership by top managers as a plus, and low ownership a major red flag. Because, see, I feel that it's better when the people running the company have a stake in the performance of the stock.
0: It's also very important to review your company's consolidated balance sheet to see the overall level of assets and liabilities, cash levels, and the amount of long-term debt held by the company.
1: I mean, having debt is not necessarily a bad thing for a company. It depends more on the company's business model than anything else.
0: Now, in my experience, looking at the debt to equity ratio to see how much positive equity the company has really helps. You can then compare this with the competitor's debt to equity ratio to put things in a better perspective.
1: Finding out what the revenue and profit estimates are for the next two to three years, long-term trends affecting the industry, and company-specific details about partnerships, joint ventures, new products, and services also acts as sort of a catch-all.
0: Lastly, since everybody is always emphasizing the risks inherent with investing, I make sure to understand both industry-wide risks and company-specific ones.
1: That is actually really important, you know. Investors should keep a healthy devil's advocate mindset at all times. Picturing worst-case scenarios and the potential outcomes on the stock, it helps mitigate the risks which are associated with investing in the stock
0: market. Yeah, and that's why investors should always settle on the choice that best represents their desires. They should also follow the investment philosophy that represents stuff like their goals, timeline, horizons, budget, tolerance to risk, etc.
1: And then comes the final segment of stock picking, investment philosophies. So investment philosophies are like sets of guidelines that basically guide an investor's decision making process. So what investment philosophies are part of your money mantra?
0: Well, the first philosophy that comes to my mind is value investing. It involves seeking stocks that are currently underpriced by the market and whose prices are expected to rise eventually.
1: Another important one is fundamentals investing. It basically relies on identifying companies with strong earnings prospects.
0: That sounds very similar to growth investing, doesn't it?
1: Yes it does, but the key difference here is that growth investing usually involves buying shares of companies whose products or services hold the potential to generate strong earnings growth and higher stock prices in the future.
0: Exactly. Another form of investment philosophy that is coming up these days is socially responsible investing. It focuses on investing in companies whose practices align with an investor's values related to the company's impact on society and the environment.
1: Ah phew, that was some really heavy content, even I am overwhelmed. I can't even imagine the listener situation so let's just blow off some steam by listening to the much awaited our trademark jingle Mani ne humko hai listeners ne humko Investing is not the same as trading, ये हमें है समझाया, how to do growth investing और technical analysis भी है सिखाया. Risk से ही इश्क है, बोलने वालों को risk है समझाया, comparing price earnings to growth ratio भी कराया. हमने stock picking के बारे में भी बताया, theories of investing हमने इन महीनों में जो ना किया था और that we did now at this legal casino हमने शुरू किया था as fundamentals of investing पर अब हमारी बैग गई हमारे लिसनर्स से ये सेटिंग सब बताएंगे हम इन द सीरीज ऑफ पॉडकास्ट के कि ये है वन स्टॉप शॉप फॉर ऑल पैसा है तो सब कुछ है बोलकर हमने we have scheme
0: because की the money